Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 87. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. Hey everybody and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We're here to help inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible with someone who we used to inspire, but now he really inspires us. That's right. Who are we talking to this week, Andrew? We are talking to Dean Milligan of Breaking the Barrier fame. Yes. <laughs> this Breaking is right. the Barrier community fame. <laughs> Breaking the Barrier is now just a circle where we're just getting people from the community and getting them to come talk on the podcast to the community. So if you're That's listening right. to this, chances are you'll be scheduled for a future episode. Now, we, we were really excited to um, have a chat with Dean about his running background and his history and how he was feeling about uh, some of the events that are happening or not happening uh, in Victoria these days with the with the COVID crisis and everything. So totally. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, with him after we do a couple of shout outs. Absolutely. So as always, we've got a couple of members in the Breaking the Barrier community who are going above and beyond. Now, last week, I posed the question in the community, what everyone was doing for the basically first weekend of August, what their workout or or their steps toward their goals were, and we had some great answers. So we're going to read a couple of those off to you now. So Allison had this to say, we'll try and run early and then take the kids out a bit later to burn energy. Somewhere over the weekend, try and find time to get my five-year-old practicing with a bike with no training wheels. I like it. Teaching the child to cross-train at an early age. Exactly. And no training <laughs> wheels. Geez, as a parent, that's always a frightening and terrifying experience. But you know, I remember my dad took me to the like it's out of a movie. I'll, I'll never forget. He took me to the biggest damn hill in the neighborhood <laughs> and just pushed me down without the training wheels for the first time. Oh, I fell. Oh, it hurt, and I'll never forget it. But I learned. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recommend that. No, my bike riding story is um, I was a proficient rider by this stage, but I went out for some reason with my mum. She was taking us for a bike ride, and I decided to do a ride down what I thought was a ramp, but actually turned out to be a flight of stairs. And I proceeded Uh to crash my bike and hurt my wrist quite badly. But my mother refused to take me to a doctor to look at it because I was just being silly. And then when she finally did take me to the doctor, uh, it turned out I had a broken wrist and she had to admit that I'd had it for three days. So we still bring that up um, to this day. Whenever my mum gets one over the top of me, I just claim it right back with the old broken arm three day thing. Totally. I, I totally do that with my mom. She's done stuff like that to me. And every time we get in an argument, I just say, Hey, you remember that time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's but, funny. but well done, Alison. Hopefully no broken arms. Um, you know, hopefully you haven't jinxed you with that one. Um, totally. Another shout out goes to Marty. So Marty, when asked the question by Andrew said, I'm headed out the door now for an easy 10 K. And tomorrow, I have 16 miles planned with 10 yassos in the middle. 
Wow. What's a Yasso, Andrew? Yeah. So a Yasso 800, for those of you who don't know, is basically, it's a great way. Well, some people say it's one of the best ways to like be able to predict what your marathon time will be. So basically it's 10 800 meter sprints. So you, you not sprints, sorry, but basically fast runs fast as you can, 800 meters, take a two minute break or minute to two minute break, and then do it again. And you repeat that 10 times. So you're basically doing 10 times 800 meters. Uh, and the goal is to run it in a, a, a comparable t- a time to the marathon. For example, if you want to run a 3.30 marathon, three hours and 30 minutes marathon, you'd want to be running the 800 meters in three and a half minutes each time if that makes sense. So three minutes and 30 seconds as opposed to a three hour and 30 minute marathon. doesn't always work out that that's how, that it's that accurate, but it it will give you an idea. So that in the middle of a 16 miles run. Yeah. 16 miles is 24 kilometers, 25 kilometers, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So that's a serious workout, Marty. Yeah, man. That's, that's insane. Hopefully you uh, pulled up well and gave yourself a good middle reward and recovery afterwards. Yeah, jeez, well done, man. Stanley had this to say. He went out for a 5K on Saturday and a 12K on Sunday. So that's a nice little weekend of, of running. It's great to see that people are getting out and doing their, their distances, their planned distances. You know, for the, for the most part, I think in the Breaking the Barrier community, people are just doing their workouts. They're getting it done. They know that they can't get them done as per normal, but they're getting them done as best as they can. So that's great. Well, John, yeah. uh, well done, Stanley. Yeah. And thanks for commenting, Stanley. I don't think I've actually given a shout out to you on the podcast before. So it's always great to see new people jumping on and, and letting us know how they're going. Um, we live vicariously through you, as you'll hear in a second, in terms of where we're up to uh, in our COVID life here in Melbourne, Victoria. Uh, and the, uh, the final shout out from me for this week was from Annabelle who was getting out there to work on her goal of getting 5K under 30 minutes. Not fast, I know, but it is for me. And trying to stay positive going into work as a nurse. It's making me quite anxious lately, but I'm focusing on what I'm grateful for each day. So there's like three lessons in that one. There's the focusing on your workout, having a good goal, and then also you know, just putting yourself in that situation to help look after the rest of us. Uh, as a nurse. Thanks, Annabelle, for everything you're doing for us. So, Andrew, before we jump into the interview with Dean, probably just an update for everyone who's listening to this podcast who isn't in Melbourne, Victoria. Um, mm. We broke it again. Um, yeah. We done broke yeah, it. We, we done broke it. Yep. So we're in we stage had one job, four people. now. And one we, job. we didn't do it. Yep. So we're here, we're here in stage four, which basically means stay home. Do not go out for any other reason except for the necessities, which is kind of which is kind of what it has been. But now they've added the curfew from eight p.m. to five or six. Five a.m. Five a.m. And now with running and working out and exercising, you can only do it for an hour outside the house a day, and you cannot go further. You can you can only stay within a five k radius or about a three mile radius of your home. Yeah, it's very similar to, I remember back in an earlier podcast in March or April when we were thinking that Australia was on top of everything and we were looking at, I think it was France, and France Mm. had something very similar, which was you could only exercise during daytime and the French minister was saying, we don't expect people to be going out for a 5K run, you know, this is just to get some daily exercise. And we thought, oh, geez, that's really terrible. And and here we are. Um, 
and it has felt, and we were talking to Dean after we did the interview, he, it just feels tougher this week, knowing that when you go out, you can only go out once a day for essential shopping. And yeah. if you go out for a run, you must be back in an hour. And the curfew is designed to take people off the streets so that the right. police can pull you over and say, what are you doing? It's, it's, it's to, so that they can really focus on catching people and you know, stopping them if they're doing the wrong thing. That's it. There is between a four and $20,000 fine that people will be eligible for. Eligible, I don't know if that's the right word, uh, if they break any of these rules. And as of midnight tonight, uh, anybody who leaves their house, even for work, now needs a reference letter saying that they are allowed to go to work and that their work, their their job cannot be done other than going to that place of work. Yeah. So they're cracking down. And part of the problem has been, I think we saw a stat earlier this week, which said um, they tried to go meet 3,000 people who were meant to be isolating at home. And 800. Check, yeah, over a quarter of them were not there. They just did not answer the door. So they were meant to be isolating at home. They'd been ordered to isolate at home and they weren't there and the police couldn't find them. And, and that's the people who will instantly get a, a $1,600 fine. And if they're found mm. guilty a second time, it jumps to a $5,000 fine. And then if it's a third time, then they actually start to um, put like, you know, civil disobedience penalties and up to 20 grand, yeah. I think is the number you mentioned. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. If you're ordered to stay at home, people stay at home. There's no I mean, I don't know everybody's personal circumstance, but surely, you know, there's a way for you to stay at home while you're ordered to stay at home. Yeah. You, ah, that's all. That's my growl. <laughs> well, that, was, that was a funny little noise there. <laughs> a little grunt. There's my gremlin growl. I don't know. Yeah, frustrated Wookiee, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> How's it affecting your, your workout? Because you were going out twice a day, I believe, for a run, and now you can only go out once a day. Yeah, well, to, to, uh, actually, I, I've been using the treadmill. So uh, I had been u- using the treadmill because it kind of I, – I got it in my head early on that I, I didn't want to contribute to – the problem, and I know that we're allowed to go out and exercise. I'm not saying that people that go out are contributing to the problem. I'm just saying my personal preference was to stay home. So nothing much has changed for me. Uh, I, I, I use my treadmill still twice a day. Uh, I've actually purchased some more gym equipment, which I think um, I, I've got pretty much a full gym now in my house. <laughs> That's great. So once um, lockdown's over, you can start hosting people. I know, pretty much. Um, so not much has changed for me. It's just, it is, it's just wild what's, what's going on. But, you know, I will say that, you know, I'm still going out when I go to the grocery store, I'm still seeing people in the plaza that are just sitting and socializing and not really, I'm like, just get in and get out. Like, there's no reason for you to be sitting and socializing there. Like what, what? Yeah. And there are stores that are, and I, I get we, we can't be closing businesses, but left and right. But I'm so surprised that the food courts are open, encouraging people to, you know, eat their food in the plaza. And, and I'm so surprised that there are certain businesses that are open that are just really not necessary. Again, yeah. I'm not saying that we should close everything because it's a tough gig, you know, like how are we if, expecting the economy to bounce back if we close everything? I yeah, every business is necessary for some reason. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in existence. But I yeah. think what you'll see is from midnight tonight, which is uh, Wednesday, the 5th of August, a lot yeah. of places will be closed down. A lot of the major shopping centers will be closed down. Yeah. I know at my work, um, I think our all our Victorian stores will shut um, for the foreseeable future. 
Um, is Kmart is, is is the plaza closing? Is Kmart closed? Because I walked out of Kmart, I had to get some stuff, and I, I walked out and I heard the lady saying, "See you in six weeks or online shopping." Is is that closing? A tomorrow? lot of yeah. So I think a lot of stores like um, Kmart's and Targets, the only places that are meant to be open are supermarkets, chemists, um, you know, places sure. that are serving food, like you know, takeaway food and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, Med, you know, medical doctors for emergencies only, dentists for emergencies only. Everything else is shut down. Your closed stores are shutting down. Your news agencies are shutting down. Your um, uh, car, car places are shut. Car yards are shutting down. Um, yeah. It's all it's all gone. Like they they are really trying to take Melbourne's six million people. They're trying to get four to five million people off the roads to stay in home, and they yeah. can only do that by shutting as much as possible. Sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. So I'm limited to uh, an hour a day, which means I have seven hours of running I can do this week. So I'm going to try and get as close to seven hours as possible. I'm maxing out my hour a day. I think I'm doing 59 minutes and 59 seconds every day at the moment. Um, because one, I, to your point, I don't want to contribute to the problem by going out there and running for an hour, 10, hour, 15, hour, 20. Firstly, it's not the right thing to do. And secondly, I think there is a legitimate chance that you would get pulled over these days um, by the police who are circling, looking for the same six foot two idiot with a beard running around again and again and again. Like they'd, <laughs> they'd pull me over. I'm freakishly yeah. tall as you delight in telling me again and again. Well, you know, you can't, you can't fight the truth. <laughs> Or gravity, apparently. Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, shout out to everyone who's in Melbourne, Victoria, um, who's in stage four, do the right thing. We trust you to do it. Um, for everyone who's in regional Victoria, you're in stage three now, so keep going strong. And for people in the rest of Australia, keep doing what you're doing to avoid being in this situation. Uh, and we hope that our international listeners are also in a situation where they've got a little bit of freedom and they're staying safe as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Zach. Let's uh, let's let's head into the the conversation that we had with Dean and and see what uh, see what he had to say about everything and and play that for our audience. Sounds great. All right. Here we go. All right, we're here with Dean. I'm joined by, of course, as always, Zach. And Dean's joined us to talk a little bit about some of the canceled races, how he's staying motivated, and and Zach's going to talk ultra marathoning with him because I'm still only a mere mortal when it comes to the marathon world, just the regular full. So, how are you, Dean? I'm going great. Yeah, excited to be here. Finally, it's been on the cards for a little while, and yeah, good to finally be here chatting with you. Yeah, rock on. You're you're definitely you're so you said before that you've been listening since episode number five, so you've been pretty much here from the beginning. That's awesome. Yeah, you sent me some spam on Instagram and asked me to follow you and so I tuned in and liked what I heard. So yeah, it's been great. Been, <laughs> been I'll be editing time, that so. out now. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. That's um that's exciting to me because that's kind of when I was starting this thing. That's that's basically what I was doing. I was just spamming anybody who had an interest in running or fitness or whatever um i was spamming zach in person because you know he was just i knew him personally so in podcast years dean you're older than zach this is true <laughs> yeah you you've probably been across more episodes than i have you've definitely listened to more than i have 
So, you know, hate to break that to you, Andrew. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I know you only listen to the ones that you're part of. This is true. So, so <laughs> Dean, we, we normally get people when they come on the podcast to give a bit of an elevator pitch about who they are. But with you and your ultra running prowess, I think it's probably more of an elevation pitch um, that you need to give us. I tell us, uh, there was a nice little dad joke, wasn't it? <laughs> um, tell, tell us about yourself. So who, who are you? What's your sort of, what do you do when you're not running? And then we can get into to running and all of the good stuff there. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm a carpenter by trade, um, father of five kids, uh, four girls, one boy right in the middle. Um, just a love spending time with my family and love, love being out in the outdoors, really. Um, so just try and spend my time inspiring my kids and trying to be a good role model to them basically yeah I, I think you're inspiring your kids and a whole bunch of us in the facebook community with, with some of the stuff that you've been doing i was saying to andrew and daryl um i think when you first started sort of posting some of your runs on the community two years ago i was like oh yep yeah, this guy looks like he can he can run and now i think you've just it's just amazing so, so what's what's your yeah. running history like have you always been a runner or is this just something that's recently happened uh Relatively recent. Um, so May just gone was going to be my two-year running anniversary. <laughs> and I planned wow. to run planned to run the 100K in the UTA for that. As a, you know, I thought it would be a good opportunity. Two years, run 100Ks. Um, you know, it would be a pretty exciting thing to try and do. So obviously that didn't go ahead. But before that, I didn't sort of run until, oh, back when I was sort of 18, 19, I ran probably for a couple of months and then decided it was too hard. <laughs> so then it was uh, like 15 years later. Um, I actually started running to raise money for Beyond Blue and raise awareness for mental health. Uh, a mate of mine was going through a really hard time, so I was trying to help him out, inspire him to push on in life, um, you know, keep, keep the good fire going. So, And that's how I started, basically trying to inspire other people. And little did I know, I was, I'd also inspire myself to push myself further and build confidence and motivation in myself as well. So it's been a pretty exciting and motivating last couple of years. So hopefully you can what was that continue. First, what was that first event too? Was it a, was it an event you were going for two years ago? What was that first event you went after? Uh, so when I decided to, st to help out my mate, I'd, it had to be something big. So I thought, oh, how about I just run a marathon? Just, you know, it's something I haven't done. It's something that's going to be a big challenge. And I had... I decided on Ned Kelly Chase, uh, October 2018, and I had just over five months to train for it from scratch. Mm. So the goal was basically just to finish and just to show people that if, you pick, if you've got a goal and you work hard, you can actually achieve anything you put your mind and heart to. And yeah, so that was the beginning. And then after that, I just kept going to more events, um, trying to see how far I could actually push myself and started being more for me then and, you know, less focused on trying to raise money and more focused on building my own confidence and abilities. Yeah. Sure. That's amazing to me how many people sign up for a marathon with that with that mindset. Let's let's do a marathon. Why not? <laughs> I feel like a lot of us, races, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of runners don't actually think about <laughs> the end result they're just like oh for a marathon that's how i that's why i did it i was like oh i've just done a 10k let's do a marathon yeah um dude you've done so in only two years yeah 
I can't like because the stuff, especially that you post in the community. For those of you listening who aren't part of the community, which you should be, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, Dean posts regular updates in the community, and there are some amazing things that he has done. Incredible distances. It's just in two years. That's wow. Yeah. Because yeah. I so see it, that stuff and I'm like, dude, this guy's been running his whole entire life. That's what I would have assumed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So yeah. the first the first year, um, I basically I kind of bludged my way through it. I wasn't training properly, wasn't doing strength training. Um, didn't sort of try and get any advice on what I should be doing. I was just trying to teach myself, and it really didn't do me do myself any favors. So the second year, I decided to pick up my game get some advice from coaches and actually build build on what I'd already started and try and push myself harder. So, and that's really improved my times and um, strength, fitness. Everything's just gone nuts the last 12 months, which has been great. So, sure. Yeah. And you're based up in regional Victoria up north, aren't you? So you've got yep. um, a lot of options up there for, for trail running and stuff, I imagine, is where your backyard is. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Warby Range National Park is only eight kilometres from my door to the trailhead. And so I can run out there. I've actually run from my house to the trails once before and then done a loop and then come back home again. That was a big day, but a bit over 30k loop. But I normally just drive out there. But um, So I'm pretty lucky here where we are, especially this time of year when it's nice and green and wildflowers going. It's a really beautiful place to run and train. So. And a lot, what a lot your, of technical are- trails too, so... Are you guys yeah. under any type of restriction at the moment? Because you wouldn't be, right? You're just kind of... Uh, we've gone into stage three now. So okay. we haven't got the distance and time restrictions that you guys have for yeah, exercising. Sure. But we can only have one person with us at a time at the moment. So it was, uh, well, as of last week, it was 10 people, I think. So it has changed quite a bit. But Quite a bit. Yeah. And we can't sort of travel too far away from our general area. So we can't sort of drive an hour away to go and run. But yeah. Just run an hour away. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Are, you, are your gyms open? or They were. They close at 9 o'clock tonight. So I'm a member oh, of Anytime Fitness here. And, uh, yeah, we got the sad notification that they're closing their doors at 9 o'clock tonight. Um, yes. It's a bit of a bummer. They've only been open for a month or so, so... Yeah. It's a bit of a shame, but see how it is at the minute. And is, is that yeah, where you do good. your strength training? Is that at any time, or do you have a routine at home? Like, what's your approach for that? Uh, that's where I pay my membership. It's not so much where I do my training. It's <laughs> 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 uh, fair. I do uh, a fair bit there. I used to do sort of two, three days a week at the gym, and then I do another little bit at home. I've got a bit of a gym in my shed, so I do a little bit of strength training here, but. Um, the last couple of months have been a bit slack with that. So I was just going to have to get back out in the shed in the cold and, you know, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what are the conditions like? Are you, are, you a morning, are you a morning runner? Are you an evening runner? What's your sort of um, routine like? Uh, lately, it's mainly been afternoons because it works better with kids at school um, and get them home and then go for a run or wait for them to go to bed, go for a run. Um, not so much of a morning person unless I'm going to an event or if I've got running partners with, I'll get up in the morning and run with them. But I find it pretty hard to get myself up 
in the in the mornings, particularly these few yeah. the colder months. That <laughs> yep. yeah. So I just sort of fit it in wherever I can, really. Yeah. And so for running options for you, and over the next, I guess you're in restrictions now for six weeks, same as us. I think yeah. is the is the latest plan from the government. What'll be what'll be your approach? Will you be driving to the local trails, or will you just be sort of running near your, your house, or how are you going to handle it? Uh, well, basically, I just, we've got a um, like a river trail, bike walking track that goes loops around our town. So generally, just run around that around town, but it's very flat. Um, so if I want elevation, I'll just drive out to the trailheads, which is only like I say, seven eight k's, which we're allowed to do that at the moment. Um, but in not this weekend, the following weekend, I'm, I'd plan to do a seventy kilometer uh, virtual run. Jesus so, Christmas! <laughs> I be running in a very long run, and it's obviously been cancelled. So they they've put on a virtual event for that. Mm. So I decided to try and do that on my local trails, and I had teed up 10, 10 people from my local running group that were going to come and run passes with me. So, but now with the new restrictions, I can only have one, one at a time. So, um, you'll have to yeah, get so to do be a interesting. Or something. Yeah, work out some times so we can, because I can drive up to the centre of the trails and um, use my car as an aid station, and then have people meet me in locations that. And that's a challenge at the moment, organising that, and hopefully it's still okay in two weeks that I can do that. But um, yeah. yeah, so, so we, we're a fair bit luckier than you guys in the city at the moment. We've still got a few more options. So. Yeah, yeah, we had a yeah. record day last night or yesterday. We did, yeah. I mean, because you gave me hope, Dean. The reason why we wanted to have you on the podcast was it feels like it was only a month ago that I started getting cheeky messages Uh-oh. from you on the Facebook Zach community. Zach again talking about this Ned Kelly Chase ultra run uh, and you were, you know, getting me to come in and do it, which I signed (laughs) up for. And now the the bloody thing's been cancelled. So, you know, I had motivation for about three weeks to do training again and get up. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you guys were, I think on your Um, end, I was frozen. So I'm like in the middle. What what was the last 10 seconds about? (laughs) Oh, let me restart that. We'll replay that. Thanks. So, Dean, the reason why we had you on the, the chat today was because it was only feels like it was about a month or so ago that we were going to do the Ned Kelly chase together. You were sending me a whole bunch of messages on the Facebook community to get involved, and I think I signed up straight away, and I had three weeks of motivation to train, and now the bloody thing's been cancelled because of COVID. Um, that's one you've done, I think, is this with you the third time you've done the Ned Kelly or just second time? Uh, yep, or? so 2018 I did the marathon, which was my first marathon. And then last year I did the 50k. Um, so this year was going to be my third year, and yeah, we're going to do the 100k, which I'm really looking forward to. Seeing as everything else had been cancelled, and um, this was sort of like our last hope for Victoria, really. Um, and it was looking good for quite a while. It's only yeah, the last week or so, it's, things have been sort of turned on their head again, and very unfortunate. But um, what can you do? I suppose. So, Justin and Sharon, the run directors, I know them quite well. And the amount of work they've put in to try and keep it alive, it's incredible. Like working with health departments, police, councils, they've rejigged the structure of the event to try and change the way. So it sort of fits in with requirements more. And in the end, it just got too hard. And especially now that we've all gone high restrictions again. So it's just, yeah, one of those things. Another one bites the dust, eh? 
Yeah. Uh, do, do, do you know, are they fearful about what could it mean for the event next year? Or, you know, did they manage to cancel it in time that they haven't really been impacted? I know they had medals that they were going to give everyone, but they've got a big pile of now. But um... Yep. Um, no, I think they got, they're pretty safe. Like, they've offered, they're offering a pack at the moment. You can, you can buy, they've changed their medals to uh, COVID-19 sucks. So you can basically, you can buy a race pack where you get um, your tea towel, deck of cards, key ring, stubby holder, and a medal. And then you can go and run your own virtual run on the same day, whatever distance you like, just for a bit of fun. That's because that will help, I suppose, to with the event for next year. Um, but there's sort of no risk at this stage. It's still Because they, they cancelled early enough, they're not sort of going to lose yep. any money out of it, which is a good thing. And that's the thing. That's why they have to. That's why they have to sort yeah. of pull it in early, so they don't lose too much money out of it. I suppose. And yeah. so, what's the actual course like? What was I in for if I managed to make it up there and do the hundred k's? You've done the fifty, and the hundred is yep. two laps of that course, I believe. What was yep. I facing? Give me twelve months to prepare. It's extremely steep. Um, there's about <laughs> there's about one hundred and twenty meters of elevation per loop. So right. a lot of climb, <laughs> a lot of climbing. You know. No, it's very flat. Nice, um, nice course. You, you follow the creek around town for the, uh, the first sort of ten k's, then you head out of town uh, to, to the wine region, Millua. Just nice flat scenic scenic run, really. Um, you can get warm out in the sun, but yeah, no, it's a beautiful course. Um, but the first half obviously is in the dark at night, so you'd be in the dark for the first loop. And possibly at the start of the second loop, so mm. um, so it's sort of like you're doing two separate loops, really. What did you do your 50k in? Because I think you were sandbagging. You were saying you were going to start at 10 p.m. to finish at 12 uh, p.m. the next day, so you were going to take 14 hours. I reckon you're a lot quicker yeah. than that, mate. Yeah, look, um, when I signed up, I was I had my computer ready. As soon as Reggio's opened, I hit the button and signed up straight away, and I just. <laughs> wanted to get a spot because I knew there was limited spots. And I wasn't confident in the 100k distance because I hadn't done it before. The first I'd done was 50. So mm. I knew the closer I got, my confidence would be building and I could. I knew later on I could change the start time. And I probably would have started later, or closer to midnight, depending on how I felt. So I just took the safe bet and then if, the, if I wasn't quite right, you know, I could give myself a little bit longer to finish it. But um, the 50k I did last year, I did in just over you know, a little bit over five hours, about five seventeen, I think. Yeah. Um, but so uh, you can't really say I did it in five hours, and then so the second 50 is going to be five as well. It doesn't sort of work like sure. that. Yeah. You got to yeah. sort of because that five hours was um, pushing for a 50. That wasn't sort of yeah, you know, yeah. pacing for 100. So obviously the further you go, the more you got to pace and slow down at the start. So I was looking at. A 12-hour finish time, and there's another 12 would be wrapped with. Mm. But obviously, allowing that extra time uh, to start with, you can check on your fitness closer to date and then adjust your start time to suit. So, which is a good thing about this event, you can always change your start time. So, yeah. it's one of the one of the good things about it. Yeah. Actually, that raises a really good point because um, you know so many uh, anybody listening who's done a half marathon and wants to do a full marathon just keep in mind that your half marathon time doesn't necessarily translate to what you're going to do in a full marathon because that second 13.1 or that second 50 is a whole nother ball game. So don't be yeah. too disappointed if you're not doing like even splits or if your second half is 
much slower. It's just that's the name of the game. Uh, and and likewise, like to that credit, you can't be pushing the same sort of level in the second 50 that you would if you were only doing a 50. Only a 50, yeah, only. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good point. So what was your training going to be, Dean? What sort of mileage would you do in the lead up to a 50K or a 100K event and how much was it going to vary? Uh, so the first year I was averaging a week. Um, so basically I was I had a couple of 50K runs planned or in the pipeline in the like month or two before the event. Um and then a lot of back-to-back runs just to add time on legs and legs is the main thing. Um, not focusing so much on pace, just time, time out spent on legs is, is probably the key for longer distances. And then, yeah, some some back-to-back long runs. So, But, yeah, at, I was sort of averaging 65, 70Ks a week. So, And then as I got closer, it, it would go up to sort of 100 or even just over 100Ks a week. But... Now that it's been cancelled, it sort of lost a bit of the motivation to put that sort of effort in at the minute. But hopefully when things get back on track, we can, you know, start training with something again. That'd be great. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Yeah. Now, I, because we've got the restriction here now where we can only go out for an hour a day, I'm trying to work out how close can I get to seven total hours for the week. So every day I'm going out and I'm trying to hit an hour on the dot. I have to run at least 10 kilometers and finish as close to an hour as possible. I think I've got six seconds in the bank after three days. So I'm managing <laughs> yep. pretty closely right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that makes training for an ultra a little bit harder. It does, sure does yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Um, and, and I also want to ask you, Dean, because you've done one of my other favorite runs, which is the Bright, Bright. Run Fest. Yes. Yeah. So which which events have you done there in Bright? Uh, the first year I started running, I did the 10K. Um, and that was basically, do you know where we went up Apex Hill at the start? Oh, yeah. The first climb. The, the 10K never used to go up there. It just followed the river out for 5Ks and then the river back. So it was all flat. Yep. And so, so now it goes up and down that first climb. So that was the first year, and then the, uh, the second year I did the 50 when you and Daryl were there. Yes. So, and then uh, this year I actually had a, a friend from another group um, lives in Queensland. He was going to come down and run it with me, so we we're really looking forward to that. But unfortunately, it was one of the other races that got cancelled, yeah. so it's going to have to wait another year. But mm. Daryl doesn't then, know this, but we were going to do the 52. I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was looking forward to that, actually, but... Yeah, not to be. Yeah, yeah, and so that's another next... one where he just had to make the call early to cancel it because you know yeah. he just knew that he... Bright is very. Res... I don't know what's it like being in regional Victoria with um, tourists coming up for these running events because Bright's very anti anyone bringing anything remotely near the virus to them. Is that sort of like across regional Victoria? Is the feeling? Yeah, look, it goes a bit both ways though. Like you get people paranoid about city people coming up here, and then you get local people here doing the wrong thing going into the city when they shouldn't say um yeah it's just one of those things um you just got to be careful everyone's got to do the right thing and be a bit careful but you know we i climbed boat uh feather top on the weekend and we called into which is just past bright at harrodville where the climb starts Mm -hmm. and 
as you do, we called into the pub afterwards and had a, a beer and something to eat, and they were taking all our details to make sure we were local. Um, so sort of things have changed a bit more now. They're a bit tighter. You know, you're restricted now. So if you do something wrong there, you're really you're asking for trouble. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, what we might do is another thing which we I do with guests, Dean, is we know how important speed work is when you're practicing for a run. So we're going to do a little bit of a speed round. So yep. I'll ask you a couple of questions. Just the first thing that pops into your mind, answer it, and we'll see where we go with this. Um, you ready? Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite running shoe? Okay. Torrent 2s now. I just got them the other week and they're absolutely amazing. Love them. Are they, they're not the hokers with the big fat butt, are they? The big no, spoiler, no, they? no. I can't, those. mate. <laughs> those are so goofy. What's your go-to post-running recovery reward? Uh, I really don't probably do it. Oh, uh, chocolate milk, really. That's probably that's about all I really do. Um, play with the kids. Takes your mind off any pain you might be in. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, What's your proudest running accomplishment? Sorry, you cut out a bit then. What's your proudest running accomplishment? Uh, That's a hard one. I think Bright 50 would probably have to be... It was definitely the toughest so far. Um, and just getting to that finish line and having having my kids actually run beside me for the last couple hundred metres. That's that was cool. pretty special, yeah. Yeah, that video you posted was just amazing. I loved um, it, yeah. I, yeah, I've got that in my very select YouTube likes, um, which means the YouTube algorithm now sends me any video it finds about people running up a mountain um, <laughs> because of your little thing there. Uh, yep. Conversely, what's your most embarrassing running moment? Most embarrassing. Hmm, I don't really know. I can't really think of any embarrassing ones, to be honest. It's no code embarrassing that you won't admit it. <laughs> right. All right, that's okay. Um, what's an everyday essential for you? What can't you go without, be it a food or an activity or an accessory? Uh, time with family, to be honest. That's the most important thing to me. So if I go a day without spending time with my family, I go nuts. Um, wow. That's, yeah, definitely the most important thing to me. Tell my kids. Awesome. Yep. Nobody um, will ever beat that answer. No. <laughs> no, thanks, you mate. The rest of us look terrible, Dean. Thanks. <laughs> um, this, is a, this is a no-brainer, this one. Don't even think about it. Which do you prefer, Superman or Batman? Oh, shit. I have to say Superman, don't I? boy. <laughs> Get a caliber of guests. Hey, right. Zach, next time they put your light up in the sky, don't go to it. <laughs> and, and finally, um, let's talk to what's your what's the background or lock screen on your phone or your iPad or your computer? What have you sort of set as your thing that pops up when you lock it? Uh, it's actually a photo I took on the Bright 50K. A photo of some tree ferns in a valley that we run up on the way up to Mount Paul. Uh, yeah, Mount Paul Bunker on, on the track up on the way up there. Cool. And it's, it's been there awesome. since I did that run. I just love it. So it's stayed cool. there. <laughs> Can you imagine if we asked that question to somebody one day and they're just like, well, you are. 
Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I think that'd be a little bit creepy. <laughs> why, why were you interviewing my mum? That would be yeah, my oh, question yeah, straight that's away. A, that's fair. <laughs> awesome. Is there, is there anything else you want to spruik, Dean? Any sort of uh, thing you're promoting? I mean, you've got the the, the very long run. That I, Can people donate for that um, in terms of supporting you on that virtual run? Oh, they can. I did have a page open for um, uh, the, what's it called? Um, Everyday Hero program, the way you oh, yeah. they do the donations through there. Um, send us, since, yeah, send us the link. We'll put that in the show notes. You can pop that yep. in the uh, break breaking the barrier community too. Feel free. Yeah, so that just raises money for Barry Street for kids in need and sort of mm. kids are less fortunate that you know they organise camps for them, get them out in the wilderness, and which is a really good thing, I think. So, absolutely, that sounds awesome. We'll make sure we push that. Help some families out that need a bit of help. Yes. Yeah, so that's the next big challenge. See if I can get through 70Ks on the local trails and may try and film it. We'll see what happens there. But Film it. Yeah, looking Definitely. forward to that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully yes. everything starts to fix itself soon and we can get out there either for a, a Trails Plus run or Bright next year or, you know, uh, Ned Kelly Chase for 21 is absolutely on my bucket list now. I feel like I have to come out there and do that. Absolutely. I had actually I had no idea about that. If you, I, and we get Daryl by then to run the 100 as well, I reckon we get everyone ready by next year. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then Andrew, we can get Andrew on the pushy and he can be a, he can chase us down on the pushy. Oh, uh, yeah. I could be like, I could be like, uh, uh, Mickey and Rocky. Yeah, dude, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Andrew, yeah. do you want to ask your standard wrap up question or? I do actually, and it's it's just funny because I haven't been able to ask this in 2020 yet. Uh, so, Dean, as I'm sure you've heard this question many times before, what would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? If I knew I couldn't fail, I probably wouldn't attempt it because it wouldn't push me enough to try and attempt I love it. That. <laughs> that's cool. For me to attempt I like something, that. I need I need something that sort of that I think I've haven't got a chance at, or something that. Scares me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's I easy. I love I'm that. I'm not going to bother. It's too easy. <laughs> cool. Okay. That's cool. What's the hard? What's the, uh, okay? I'll I'll flip it then. What's the uh, what's the hardest thing that you can imagine attempting? Ooh. That you would realistically try and attempt. I'm not talking. I, I don't know how smart you are, but I'm assuming going to the moon is probably out of the question. Like NASA was. <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't interest me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'll say, um, something that's been on my radar is the 100-mile race at Tarawera in New Zealand. Okay. And to do to do that in under 24 hours, which I really doubt I could do that, that's the major, that's a major, major goal of mine to do that. So, um, yeah, that would be the something I, at the moment, I doubt I could do that. But that's something I'd really like to work, work towards in the future. So, we'll say what that. would Dean from two years ago say if he heard you saying that now? That you're thinking about <laughs> doing a hundred mile race in under twenty four hours. Question. Yeah, uh, yeah um, he'd say you're an idiot. It's <laughs> definitely not possible. <laughs> funny thing, back in the, a few years ago, I used to work on a vineyard and I used to listen to a podcast um, called Vinny Tortorich. America's angriest trainer. I don't know if you've heard of him. And he used to always talk to ultra runners 
in America and always talking about 100 mile races and it got me intrigued and I wasn't even running back then. Until I've been listening to those podcasts, I've been intrigued about ultra marathons and doing massive distances and it's always been something that I thought was well, well and truly out of my limits. But now I know it is possible. It's going to take a lot of work. But I've done, well, last year I did three short ultras um, and I had two or three um, rather large ultras this year lined up. Uh, uh, I do know now it is possible. You just got to put work towards it. And if you've got to work your ass off and anything's possible. So just got to have that dream. Yeah. What, a mind, what I, a mind shift. I love that. Yeah, I would not bet against you. I reckon if you were uh, if you were going to go for that New Zealand one, yeah, I'd, I'd be betting you could do it because the, like I said, the improvements you've made over the last two years mm-hmm. uh, from which I thought was for an experienced runner. Hearing you talk about the fact that it was from a dead stop is just absolutely incredible. So yeah. no, just keep pushing on, mate. It's uh, it's awesome to see. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what's next. I mean, you, the things that you've done in two years are what people do in a lifetime of running. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah, uh, been a great ride. So. Rock on. So, Dean, where can people go if you would like yeah. to direct them? Obviously, send send through the um, uh, the Everyday Heroes link for Berry Street. Uh, definitely send that through. Uh, where else can people go to check out what you're doing, where you're running, how you're going? Social media. Share it out. Or don't if you're a private uh, person. Yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, just on, on Instagram, just at Dean underscore Milligan. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically Instagram, Dean underscore Milligan. Is, that's all it is. So check me out. All my running stuff's on that. Um, face, Facebook's more of a private thing, but don't yeah, post cool. as much running stuff on there. Um, yeah, so that's it. And go and check out Breaking the Barrier community. That's that's the best community to be in. So. We didn't check pay him to say on that. There, people. <laughs> You can go now, Dean. That's awesome. You filled your contractual obligation. It only took you 34 minutes to get there, but finally we got there. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Dean. Uh, You truly are someone who inspires us to go above and beyond what we ever thought possible. Absolutely. No, thank you. Glad to be here. It's been great talking to you. All right, that was Dean Milligan, longtime listener of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. Thanks again so much, Dean. We'll have all your info in the show notes. Really, really awesome talking to you about uh, about your running. Amazing to me, seriously amazing to me that it's just a two-year journey at this point. That's crazy. It's incredible. I was talking to Daryl about the fact that we were going to have Dean on the podcast, and I said, you know what, Daryl? I reckon Dean might be a better ultra runner than me, and Daryl straight away said yes, uh, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Two things. One, great job, Dean. You've obviously uh, proven to Daryl that you're uh, a great ultra runner. And secondly, did he have to be that quick, Daryl, um, to give you that response? No. Um, but you know what? I think he's right. I think Dean is uh, absolutely, I have no doubt he would have smashed that Ned Kelly chase in, in less yeah. than 12 hours. Dude, I feel like that that's a, a race that I need to see him do. Because, yeah, he would, uh, yeah. I mean, but he to his, to his point, he's absolutely right. You can't really gauge that second 50 based on what you did the first half, but still he's given himself an extra 
uh, two hours, yeah. I, I, I think you could do it. Yeah, we're talking him up, but we're pretty confident. And we'll see, you know, fingers crossed next year, 2021, Ned Kelly Chase is on the bucket list. I'm going to go do the 100K with Dean. He's going to do the 100K. I'm going to tell Daryl he's doing the 100K. And I think you're going to come chase us on a bike, we decided. That's, yeah, yeah, you got to run faster, Zach, or Rock, or whatever. Anyway, what everybody thinks I'd, I think I was trying to be my Burgess Meredith. It didn't really work, so people probably just thought I had a stroke. I don't know. Burgess Meredith, that's yeah. the pull you're going for. Yeah, you know, you know, he was Mickey and, and thing. Was he also the penguin in the Batman? <laughs> he was. Okay, he was. cool. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, he was. He totally was. All right, we're well and truly in geek corner now, folks. So I think we Indeed. might call it a day there. All right. I have been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that helps to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.